and state-of-the-art oral health. They'll be talking to us about the serious connection between gum disease and most of the major diseases of our time. The doctors will also be talking to us directly about where their research has led them with respect to avoiding these silent killers. They're joining us tonight with this rare opportunity to call in and speak to the doctor directly. You won't want to miss what both doctors have to say. And if you have a question for the doctors, we're inviting you to call in at 800-859-0957. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to 760 WJR. Welcome to the special live radio show where you can call in with your questions and talk to the doctors directly. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here tonight talking with Dr. Joseph Nemeth and his partner, Dr. Amarka Tranji. Both are board-certified periodontists in Southfield, Michigan. Both doctors are here with us discussing their state-of-the-art clinic and the latest treatments in periodontic care. They'll also talk about the relationship between gum disease and many systemic diseases. If you have a question for the doctors on the matters we're discussing tonight, please call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. Dr. Katranji, Dr. Nemeth, welcome to the show. I can't wait to hear Dr. Nemeth about the latest news, so we're going to start with you. Well, you know, I've we've talked about uh, cognitive decline or dementia, Alzheimer's disease related to periodontal disease, and this is very interesting because there was just a study released, and this was this 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 article was under embargo until three o'clock a.m. a few days ago when it was uh, available for public release. And the title of this is, Can Good Dental Health Help Protect Against Cognitive Decline and Dementia? Anyway, an analysis of all relative studies, and there were 47 studies included in this, show that poor periodontal health, that if your gums aren't healthy, you're running a 23% higher risk of cognitive decline and a 21% higher risk of dementia. To me, I don't know what the difference is. They're both, you know, basically you're losing the function of your brain, the ability to think clearly, to remember, and that comes in at about 23%, which is extremely high. The study was just released. It's peer-reviewed, and it was published in the American, uh, in the Journal of the American Geriatric Society. So it was, this is peer-reviewed, and all of these studies indicate a very strong correlation between periodontal disease and basically loss of brain function. So as I mentioned before, if your gums aren't healthy, you can't be healthy. These parasites, these bacteria from your gums, not only do they destroy the bone around your teeth and cause uh, tooth loss, bone loss, tooth loss, but perhaps more importantly, hey, if you lose your teeth, okay, that's bad. But if you get dementia, Alzheimer's, cognitive decline, I'd rather have my brain than my teeth, quite frankly. Oh, no, absolutely. And it's, I mean, it's groundbreaking news. And, the, you know, the sad thing is that most people, most listeners, most patients out there, and even patients who go regularly to their dentist, they're still not that step above to understand not only the dangers of periodontal disease, but whether or not they have it. So other than relying on your dentist to tell you you have it, what are some of the signs of periodontal disease? Well, one of the signs <clears throat> used to be bleeding gums. 
Uh, we're not finding as much bleeding gums now because there are some toothpastes out that kill the bacteria, the superficial bacteria that cause gum inflammation. They have stannous fluoride in them and they kill those bacteria. So we're seeing less bleeding, but we're not seeing less periodontal disease because this toothpaste, although it may cause less bleeding, see less bleeding, it doesn't get down under the gum where that infection is still brewing and destroying the gum, destroying the bone, and, and these organisms are still getting into your bloodstream. So, yes, bleeding is definitely a sign. But they're really, most patients just don't know it. Patients come to our office and they said, well, my, my dentist sent me here. I'm not quite sure why. I'll mm. tell you why. Because gum disease doesn't cause pain. People don't know that they have it. It's, it's basically a silent, destructive disease. Sometimes your teeth start getting loose, teeth start shifting. These are signs that you have periodontal disease, you're losing bone. Bleeding is, is still a sign, although we're seeing less of it. I don't, that does not indicate we're seeing less periodontal disease. And in fact, crazy as this sounds, that might be counterproductive because if people's gums aren't bleeding, that, that sign you know, may not be there as much. And so my gums aren't big, I must be okay. But that's not necessarily true. So that's, that, you know, that's what's one of the ways, some of the ways that patients can tell, but generally patients can't tell because it's a painless, slowly progressive, destructive disease that not only destroys the bone around your teeth, but has an effect on every organ in your body. And it's always negative. Well, you've certainly been a leader um, in getting this information out, which has just been remarkable because most people don't know. They, they, you know, you've stayed on this type of research for years, and in your office, you're certainly doing, you know, um, investigative studies where you're showing people how much bacteria they have in their mouth, and explaining to them that this is the bacteria that causes like over fifty different major, not just degenerative but other diseases. The average person doesn't know about it. So, I mean, it's that's a lot of your life to give up on the other end. With Alzheimer's, there's no cure for Alzheimer's. Dementia, once you get it, you're, there's no turning back. You've got it. And it's a long time to be significantly losing your memory and losing your brain function. So it's very important. But what are the patients to do? Rely on their dentist to send them to you? Well, that's what they do most of the time. Some patients just take the initiative they may ask their dentist, or sometimes they will go to a periodontist uh, and and have the periodontist check them, which probably you know is a more accurate determination of whether they have periodontal disease or not. You know, we're getting some uh, some questions in, and I want to turn this one over to Doctor. Well, yes. let, let's let's do that at the other side of the break because we want to have a fair chance to answer the question. In the Absolutely. meantime, we're going to have to take a quick break. You are listening to the Doctor Nemeth and Doctor Katranji Radio Show. Both doctors are here tonight talking about the seriousness of undetected gum disease and how the treatment of gum disease can prevent many catastrophic diseases. If you have a question, you can call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. Don't miss this opportunity to call and talk to the doctors directly. You're listening to the Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katranji radio show on 760 WJR. Welcome back to the Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katranji live radio show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, 
And we are here tonight talking with Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katranji, both board-certified periodontists in Southfield, Michigan. They're here with us discussing the latest treatments in periodontic care and the relationship between gum disease and many systemic diseases, from cardiac disease to the prevention of Alzheimer's. If you have a question for the doctors, please call us at 800-859-0957. And Ashley, I'm going to refer to you because you have a caller waiting. Yes, we have Gail calling from Toronto. Gail, what's your question? Hi there. Hello. Hi there. Hello. Hello. Yeah. What's your question, Gail? Hey, okay, what is your question? I had an abscess tooth back in, I'm not sure exactly what date, 2015, and had a heart attack in 2019. It could be related, could you think? Having um, poor, not having health, the oral health care and other like heart disease related issues. Is it related? So, so absolutely. So what we know about uh, periodontal disease and abscesses specifically is you're creating what we call a bacteremia or bacteria in your bloodstream. And if you have other cofactors, so when you think about periodontal disease, it's one of these straws that could potentially break the camel's back. And this is a very heavy straw in a case where you have severe periodontal disease or you have a significant infection like an abscess. So there are some factors that put you over the top. So if you're susceptible to that heart attack and you have the abscess, absolutely, this could be one of the reasons why. So what do you think the patient ought to do then? It's got to be treated. Um, when you have an abscess, typically it's not a local issue. It's not just one thing that's right. causing it. So going in to see your periodontist, going in to see somebody who's going to treat your gum disease, who's going to treat and remove all that bacteria, that infection that's occurring, that's going to prevent that bacteria from getting into your bloodstream on a consistent basis. Because remember, when you have a, a periodontal disease, that bacteria 24 hours a day is getting into your bloodstream. There's no rest for your body. So you need to get rid of that bacteria in order for your body to rest and to, to regenerate itself and to prevent these types of things from happening. Absolutely. And the fact that, you know, uh, that you had a cardiovascular problem, was it a heart attack heart or a attack, stroke? Yeah. Heart, attack? heart attack? Yeah. I mean, the, the risk of heart attacks, strokes, is much, much higher. If, for, if you have periodontal disease, I think it's something like 40 to 50% greater increased risk if you have periodontal disease of having stroke or a heart attack. It's just there. So, yes, it definitely, definitely could be and probably uh, does have some relationship to that infection that you had. So my question, Dr. Nemeth, to you and to Dr. Katranji is, as I've said on many of your prior shows, I believe that everybody should just go in and get the screening because I don't think most people are going to be aware that they have periodontal disease. I mean, it's, it's not an easy thing. Like you said, there's no pain, there's no symptoms, it doesn't hurt, but it's deadly. It's totally deadly. So everybody needs to be seeing a dentist. They need to be taking, you know possession of their own health. So when they're with the dentist, they need to say, can you please look at my gums? Can you please check if there's a concern? Because many dentists will say, is there something that's bothering you during your checkup? Mm. Make sure that you, you say, you know what? I've noticed I have some bleeding. I've noticed some tissue loss. Can you please take a look? Every dentist should have the capability of doing that screening. And if they need to, they would, they should be referring over to a periodontist if they don't feel comfortable treating it. 
And and by the way, you should specifically ask your dentist, how are my gums? Do I have any gum problems at all? Because sometimes, you know, you've been seeing the dentist a long time and, you know, they don't notice much difference, but you need to really specifically ask, how do my gums look? Do I have any bone loss? Do I have any gum problems? I think that that, you know, might elicit, a, you know, more of a, 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 a really a check into it. And then they can treat it. The general dentist can treat these things sometimes. But if it's more advanced or the general dentist doesn't feel it's, you know, he's, he really wants to take care, take, take, undertake it, then that's what, that's what periodontists are for. Yeah. Thanks for your call, Gail. And, um, you know, in many respects, as I'm listening to you talk, I think that I'm hearing more and more that it's incumbent on the patient to take charge of making sure that they get this checked out when they go for their regular dental visits. And I know so many people will go to the dentist, whether it's every three months, six months, or once a year, it's like a lot of focus is given to x-raying the teeth to make sure there's no decay, make sure there's no damage to the teeth, but not as much as being spent on looking at the gums and I know Dr. Nina's shaking his head over there because he doesn't want me to say anything bad about the dentist but I, again I'm hearing that it really is incumbent on the patient themselves to take a serious look at most people and my you know my assistant's a great example 21 years old and after being on your show helping with the show for months she said you know my teeth bleed in the morning and no one said anything about it because I think when you brush your teeth in the morning and they bleed a little bit about it it stops it goes away you don't think about it to walk into your dentist and say, by the way, when I brush my teeth, they bleed. So it is incumbent, wouldn't you both agree, on the patient, on the listener, to make sure that they pay specific attention when they go to a dentist to say, please, can you let me know what condition my gums are in? Talking about life-saving, horrifying diseases that once they get Alzheimer's, once it gets into the bloodstream, Dr. Katranji, as you've said, that's it. That's There's it. no way back. Yeah, and so maybe... One thing that, that the listeners should be aware of is the way that we check is with what we call a periodontal probe. And it's like our little ruler. It's our instrument that we go through each individual tooth, all the surfaces, and we check. And if you're not familiar with that instrument, because, you know, it's it's not the most comfortable thing, I'll say, but, you know, it's But it's pretty also quick. not painful. <laughs> it's not painful, but, you know, it's it's important that we use that probe to get to the bottom of that pocket, to measure the pocket, and then to, to realize exactly what's going on underneath the gums. And as, and as you know, Anne-Marie, when you brought your assistant in, we also took a slide or a sample from under her gum and looked at it under the microscope. And we could see how highly infected she was. Parasites, spirochetes, amoebas, trichomonads, loaded with various bacteria and parasites, which... You know, we can tell the patient they have a problem. We can see they have a problem. But when they can see it graphically on a TV screen and see all of these parasites crawling around that are in their mouth, it's like, wow, it really, it really hits home. Uh, so uh, that's, that's another service that, you know, we frequently render. And I think that, that that's very You're the important. only one that does the cinematic uh, the, the showing of what's in your mouth. And it's shocking and it's scary but necessary and i i think that when both my daughters went through it i mean i and any, anyone i know i tell them go and get it checked out because you won't believe what you see you won't believe what exists in your mouth that is harmful i mean there's normal flora in there we know but there's also there's also serious bacteria floating around and 
once it gets under the gums, it's gone and you know, causing I, trouble. I had a patient in today, and nothing was nothing, nothing, nothing. All of a sudden, he noticed two loose teeth. So his dentist did refer him to to our office. He had two loose teeth. Okay, nothing else was. Those teeth were too far gone. They oh. have to come out. Dr. Katrangi will do some implants to replace them. But it was too late for those two teeth. It wasn't too late for the rest of his teeth. But that's it. We've got a silent, destructive disease. And I was telling another patient today, by the time patients really are aware of it themselves, very often it's so advanced, not a lot can be done. So when you say not a lot can be done, you can certainly get rid of, kill the bacteria. I know that you can do that, right? The yes, we that can you if there's any bone left. But if there's virtually no bone left, then, then it's just too far gone and we can't save those teeth. Right. And sometimes we can't save all of the teeth. And Dr. Katrangi does something called all on four where all those teeth are replaced by implants in one visit. It's one of the greatest procedures that we're able to do for our patients when the teeth can't be saved. All right. Well, let's come back and talk to Dr. Katrangi on the other side of the break because that's an important aspect also. When we lose teeth, where do we go from here? In the meantime, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katrangi radio show, and we are talking about the importance of diagnosing and treating gum disease and how it can prevent some of the major diseases of our time. If you have a question, you can call the doctors directly at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. Don't miss this opportunity to talk to the doctors directly. What? Welcome oh, back to the special edition of oh. the Dr. Nemeth and Katrangi yeah, radio show. One. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we're here tonight talking to both doctors, Dr. Nemeth and Katrangi, both board-certified periodontists in Southfield, Michigan. The doctors are with us tonight discussing the latest treatments in periodontic care and the relationship between gum disease and many systemic diseases, from cardiac disease to the prevention of Alzheimer's. If you have a question for the doctors on the topic we're discussing tonight, please call us at 800-859-0957. Doctors, just before the break, we were talking about sometimes it's gone too far, the gum disease was too bad, the tooth has been too damaged, and they run the risk of they're going to lose teeth. Uh, Dr. Katranji, what, what do you do in that case? So many times when people are too far gone, there's no longer any treatments that we have to regenerate the bone around the teeth. So what we decide to do is replace the teeth with dental implants. And what dental implants are, are just a way for us to stabilize a new set of teeth. And many, many times we can do it all in one day. So there's a big shock when you lose your teeth. And fortunately, we have ways of replacing your teeth in one day, um, in a few hours. And usually the surgery only takes about an hour and a half, maybe two hours where we're taking out all the teeth, placing a few implants, and the same day giving you a set of teeth that are fixed, meaning they don't come in and out of your mouth anymore. There's no worries about, you know, having decay on these teeth. And in a very short period of time, you're kind of back to normal. You're able to laugh, you're able to eat, you're able to chew the food that you're missing out on. And this is really a life-changing experience for a lot of patients. You know, they're worried about dentures. Some mm -hmm. people have that feeling. They know something is wrong, but they don't want to do anything because, you know, they hear these stories. It's going to take a year and a half, two years. I'm going to go have to go through all this bone grafting. 
And in some people, some situations are so far gone that we can't do anything except that. Um, but for the most part, we're able to do something in one day. In a few hours, people are coming and going with a beautiful set of teeth within, like I said, a few hours. That's amazing. And, I, you know, I, I've done the show with you so many times before and heard, you know, you talk about this in the past. And, and I think it's amazing, A, that it can be done in one day. But another thing that you've talked about, both you doctors have talked about in the past, is that people may tend to lose a tooth on the bottom right or the upper left, and then they, they don't do anything about it. And then you've talked about the fact that then teeth start to move. And then my question to you is, if somebody's had a, a tooth removed that may not be a visible tooth in the front, is there a point in time where they can't have a replacement tooth or teeth? Again, very rarely we can't give a replacement tooth. Mm -hmm. um, for the most part, if you have bone loss, if you've lost your tooth for a very long period of time, we have ways of replacing that tooth. We may have to do some grafting. We may have to, to, to give the bone back. We might have to do some procedures that, that take a, a few months for them to heal before we can then place the implant. So there's almost no situation that we can't place an implant. Now, you do bring up a good point. Well, what happens if I lose one tooth? Is it a big deal? Well, it depends on which tooth because there's an equilibrium. There's a balance within our whole body and very importantly in your mouth. When you're chewing, if you're always chewing on one side because you're avoiding the other side, you're adding more pressure to the teeth that normally they don't take. So what we need to do is we need to restore that equilibrium by adding an implant and giving you that full function, that ability to chew on both sides again. So this is an important thing. Instead of leaving these things to, to kind of domino effect, you lose one on one side and then the other side. And this happens all the time. Somebody will break a tooth on one side. We'll take that one out. They won't do anything. And then the other tooth on the other side breaks. Why? Because it's all the only side they're chewing on. Right. Yeah, pressure. It's interesting. Dr. Nemeth, yeah, did you want I, to I wanted to mention a couple things about implants. So uh, I had a patient uh, today, actually. No, I'm sorry. patient was in yesterday and really needs implants in his entire upper arch. And uh, he might have been able to have crowns, but that would have been, you know, also very costly, and the teeth were not in good shape. He was just wondering, well, you know, there's, there's a significant expense involved in getting all on four. Uh, yes, I'm not saying it's inexpensive, but what I did was I said, well, look, you might, you, when you buy a new car, that can be twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. And you may buy a new car every three years, four years, six years, five years, whatever it is. But you're going to, if you would make this investment in your mouth and your health, you're never going to make, have to make that investment again. This is a lifetime investment as opposed to a car, which is a few years, and then you right. have to get a new one. The other thing I wanted to mention was I had a patient recently who was in nine years ago and needed periodontal treatment. There was a lot of bone loss, but those teeth could all be saved. Well, the patient, you know, wasn't, it wasn't bothering him that much, so the patient just waited, waited, waited. I saw the patient about two weeks ago, nine years later. Every tooth had to be pulled. Every tooth oh. had lost so much bone in that nine-year period that all of those teeth that could have been saved no longer can be saved. And that patient, that would be a patient who would benefit, certainly, by these dental implants, 
but it certainly is better if you can keep your own teeth. And had he acted nine years ago when we could have saved those teeth, uh, it, it, you know, unfortunately he didn't. Uh, I do have a, another question here by, from Edwin. I brush my teeth and I use mouthwash, but I still have foul breath. First of all, how do we know you have foul breath? We have 30% of our bad breath patients come in with foul breath that they don't have. So you may or you may not really have foul breath. The only way to really know is to get tested or to ask someone. Uh, but even though you brush your teeth and use mouthwash, if you're not eliminating the specific bacteria that are causing the bad breath and mouthwash will not eliminate them, brushing your teeth doesn't usually eliminate them. It re requires a spe special treatment for bad breath, which we provide. So brushing your teeth, using mouthwash, it may feel fresher, you know, for a little while, but that will not, not eliminate bad breath if you, really, if you really have it. And there's another question on implants, which I'll turn over to Dr. Katranji. So we have a question saying, some implants look horrible, others look natural. Is there a difference in products used? So the answer to this question is, is there's, when you look at implants, there's more than just the dental implant and the tooth. There's also the gums, the position of the implant, how this implant was managed prior to it being placed and restored, meaning placing the crown on. So when you take a tooth out, a lot of things happen. The bone starts to dissolve. The soft tissue starts to dissolve. All these things start to change almost immediately, and it needs to be managed, meaning we need to do some grafting. We need to maintain what you already have. If we don't do that, then you usually get these implants and teeth that don't look natural. Hmm. The way to keep that natural look is to make sure the foundation is the same or looks similar to what it looked like when you had the tooth. So... That's typically what's happening. A lot of times there's, you know, corners being cut in order to place the implant. You know, oh, I can place the implant quickly. Sometimes that's not the best thing for patients, especially in the aesthetic area. So those are things that typically happen when, when they don't look natural. A lot, of, a lot of it depends on where those implants are placed, uh, who places them, the expertise that they have. Uh, all makes a huge difference. And so if those implants are not placed in the proper position or the expertise of the person who placed them is perhaps not great, they can end up looking horrible, yeah, uh, and, and which is point. why Dr. Katrin, I have to say, I have Dr. <laughs> two of Dr. Katrin's implants in my mouth, and nobody can tell. They're actually beautiful. And I didn't have gum disease, believe me. I had a, I had a cyst, and that's why I had to lose that tooth. But the skill of the, of the, of the implantologist is incredibly important, and Dr. K is totally great. Well, really. I wanted to say one thing. He's, he's bringing up a good point about the position of the implant, and we use what we call a surgical guide. We make them in-house. We make sure that when we're placing these implants, we use all the technology available before we place the implant. We plan it, then we place it. Okay, this is really important information for people that are listening to know more about it. We'll have to come back and talk about this on the other side of the break. In the meantime, you're listening to the Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katranji radio show where we're talking about how the treatment of gum disease can prevent many catastrophic diseases. If you have a question, you can reach the doctors directly by calling us at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. Don't miss this opportunity to call the doctor directly. 
You're listening to the doctor. So welcome back to the last segment of this special live edition of the Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katranji radio show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here tonight talking to both Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katranji. They are both board certified periodontists in Southfield, Michigan. They're here with us discussing the latest treatments in periodontic care and tooth replacement. This is our final segment. So if you have a question for the doctors on the topic we're discussing tonight, please call us at 800-859-0957. We're coming back to you, Dr. Nemeth, the yeah, last segment. I, I, you know, look, I love saving, saving teeth. I love getting rid of periodontal disease because basically it saves lives. And I love saving better. lives. There's nobody better. There you go. Nobody better is right. Yes. <laughs> well, that's very, very kind of you. But there is someone who's really great. And I, I just got this, and I think that Dr. K would not, Dr. Katranji really wouldn't want to read this, so I'm going to read it. <laughs> this is from, I guess I could use the name, Sharon Floyd. And she says, Dr. Katranji did my implants. His hands are truly <laughs> gifted. His work is unbelievable. And from everything I've seen and everything I know, Sharon Floyd, you are a hundred percent right. He is in, <laughs> we listen, have great he is incredibly <laughs> gifted and his work really is unbelievable. I'm glad that I don't have to compete in the implant area with him because I really enjoy treating gum disease and doing cosmetic uh, gum treatment and leave the implants to somebody who's truly gifted and talented. Yeah, the truth is I'd do more implants, but he saves all the teeth, so. <laughs> no, well, that's true. If he's, if he's saving the teeth, then we, we, that, that's cutting down on the work that you have to do. But you're always available and necessary. And, you know, I think both doctors, you know, my program comes under leading medicine where I am very particular about what doctors I have on the show. I'm proud to say I only have the best. These two are definitely among the best in the city, in the country. And I'm very proud to have both of you here. And I think that it's amazing that I'm, you know, I've been in, I've been in with my assistant, with my daughters. I've seen what you do. And to me, I haven't seen anything like it. It's like state of the art, A to Z. You're covering everything that can possibly happen to somebody through periodontal disease. The diagnostic, you know, capabilities that you have showing people on the screen, what is actually there. They're physically seeing this bacteria crawling around. And if, God forbid, they're going to lose the tooth, Dr. Katranji's here. And, you know, I said to you over the break, so many people see an ad in TV or an ad in the paper, an ad in a magazine. Oh, we can replace all your teeth in a day and you walk out the door. But there's a danger to that because you yourself have said before, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get top drawer care and that you're it's going to be a success. Right. I mean... There's, there's a certain amount of education and experience that goes with anything. I mean, Dr. Nemeth, like we've been saying, is he's, he's, he's passionate about this. He right. loves what he do, does, and he's, look at him, he's, he's got research before it even gets published. He's exactly. Already, he's got it in his hands. And sharing it with the public. And sharing it, and he's very open about sharing it and does a wonderful job of educating. Right. Um, and that's kind of what you need. You need somebody who you feel comfortable with, who has state-of-the-art technology, who has the education and then the capabilities of delivering on that. Um, and there are a lot of very talented specialists. There's very talented dentists out there. Um, and those are the people you should be seeking, are the people who you feel comfortable with. There's a couple of questions regarding recession. And uh, this first one says, do I qualify for a pinhole treatment 
if I'm getting orthodontic treatment. I have my thoughts on that, but uh, let's hear what Dr. Katranji has to say about it. Well, again, it always depends. I mean, we'd have to take a look, but for the most part, absolutely. Um, pinhole is a technique that we use to thicken the tissue. Many times removing, you know, when teeth are being moved with, uh, you know, Invisalign, let's say, the, the tissue might get so thin that you start to see the teeth. If you look down, if you pull down on your lip and you start to see the roots of your teeth through the gum tissue, then you really need to see a periodontist to thicken that tissue before you start to see more recession. So yeah, what, what oh, I would say is, uh, ideally, you should before orthodontic treatment, you should see a, a periodontist and see if you, the tissues are ha going to have a tendency to recede or if they started to recede. And if that's the case, pinhole treatment actually is ideal to do before the orthodontic treatment to thicken that gum tissue, get it thicker and healthier, and minimize recession that could occur during orthodontic treatment. The other question was, I just had a baby and my gums recessed, so her gums receded pretty badly. I just had a baby, my gums recessed pretty badly in my pregnancy. It's to the point where brushing is now sensitive because my roots have become exposed. Is this common? I don't know that it's common, but we know there are hormonal changes during pregnancy, and very often we see increased inflammation of the gum tissue during pregnancy because of these hormonal changes. And if the tissue tends to be more inflamed, certainly it's more susceptible to recession and, and, and bone loss. So I would say, although we don't see it all the time, it's not uncommon to have gum problems that are attendant to pregnancy, not unusual. And one thing, um, yeah, thank you for that information. One thing I, you know, caught during the beginning of the segment here was, Dr. Katranji, you talked about how Invisalign and, you know, all of a sudden my ears perked up and I thought, that's a cosmetic procedure that so many people run to get. You know, it's like a, it's, it's, it's very well advertised out there. Invisalign, it's cosmetic, it makes you look better. I didn't realize there might be attendant problems with this that can you know, impact your gums. Yeah, and so there are these um, other companies that will send you the Invisalign to your home and you don't even get to see a dentist. And those are even scarier. We've seen patients who've come in after those types of treatments. Again, unsupervised Invisalign. And they have a lot of recession and a lot of problems that really would have been, you know, seen before had they seen a, a, a practitioner or a dentist before they actually did it. So, Sometimes doing those things, those at-home care, you really have to be careful because you can lose teeth, you can lose bone, you can lose a lot of soft tissue if you do that completely, you know, unmonitored or, or, or unsupervised. I mean, that's an amazing thought. I didn't even know you could get that type of thing by mail. I thought you had to be done. I thought it was more of a sort of a medical procedure if you're going in to have something that's going to rearrange your teeth or in your mouth. It's amazing that it can be done by mail order. Orthodontic treatment, whether done by mail order, whether it's done by Invisalign, whether it's done by an orthodontist, if it's necessary, it's necessary. Uh, it's, I think it's best to have it done by a specialist or somebody who really is very well qualified. But I would say 75 to 80% of the patients that we see who have gum recession have had a history of Invisalign or orthodontic treatment. It's now, amazing. that doesn't mean it's not necessary. It is necessary, but when those teeth are moved, 
it tends to cause the gum tissue or the bone frequently to thin out. And then six months or six years or 20 years later, we then see gum recession. And almost all of the patients that we see, the vast majority, have had a history of orthodontic treatment, tooth movement treatment of some kind. Very important that you get with absolutely the right uh, the right care, the right dentist, the right doctor. We have 30 seconds left. Dr. Nemeth, what's your last message to the listener? If your mouth's not healthy, you're not healthy. Get your mouth checked by your general dentist or you can go to a periodontist, but specifically ask, get checked for gum disease because if your life will be can be significantly shortened truly if your mouth's not healthy. Absolutely. We second that. Make sure you get in touch with the proper periodontist as well. But unfortunately, we're out of time, and that wraps it up for the Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katranji radio show on 760 WJR, sponsored by the North American Society of Periodontists. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin. Again, I want to thank both Dr. Nemeth and Katranji for talking to us this evening about taking charge of our health, being proactive, and avoiding the devastating results of undiagnosed periodontic disease. To take a closer look at the practice, please go to YouTube and search Dr. Nemeth. You'll find a wealth of informative videos on the many treatment modalities now available to treat gum disease. To learn more about Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katranji's periodontal practice, you can reach them directly at 248-357-3100. Again, that's 248-357-3100 or by visiting on the web at drnemeth.com. Again, that's drnemeth.com. We hope you've enjoyed this special show and that you become more informed about periodontal disease and its impact on the major diseases of our time. Thank you for listening and good night.